Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. To those of you that have been with us for the last few months, thank you for continuing to download and listen to our podcasts. To those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome, and I hope you will make us a regular part of your week by subscribing and continuing to listen. As always, this week's podcast brings you the sermon from the 10 a.m. service on Sunday morning, which was live streamed from the nave at All Saints Church in Chevy Chase. Hopefully, as you begin to make your way out into the world, maybe on a much-needed vacation or just a quick trip to the store, you will carry us with you in your back pocket. This week, we will hear from our associate rector, the Reverend Britt Fraser, with a sermon from Sunday, August 22, 2020, entitled, The Abundance of Jesus Christ. I speak today in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This weekend, my husband and I spent some time talking about our favorite books growing up and how it's been a great comfort during this time of COVID-19 to return to some of the stories that have meant so much to us throughout our lives. Now, we couldn't escape this conversation without recalling one of our favorite series, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. They are books full of mystery and grace, and they're full of one of my very favorite literary devices often used in fantasy novels. They are full of descriptions of food. Hobbit meals, elven meals, fellowship meals. But for all this glorious feasting, what fascinated me most as a child was this mysterious substance called lembus. It's also known as whey bread, with elven roots in the phrase for journey bread, food for the journey. When the Fellowship of the Ring, the hobbits Frodo and Samwise and friends are about to set off on an epic journey to Mordor, the fair and mighty elf Galadriel gives them a store of lembus for their travels. It appears to be rather ordinary, flattened, not particularly appetizing bread, but one bite of this mysterious food is enough to fill the stomach of a grown man. It is rich and magical, nourishing and lasting, and it's so sacred that the elves have said that no evil creature, including the broken creature Gollum, can even bear to approach or consume it. It's described as a wafer, and like so much in the whole series of The Lord of the Rings, it is ripe with religious themes and imagery. Tolkien, after all, was a faithful Christian and a faithful Roman Catholic, and he was familiar with the mystery and the abundance that meets us in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the wafers, the hosts, the body of Jesus we receive at the altar. And Tolkien was familiar too, of course, with the remarkable story that we read in St. Matthew's Gospel today. The Gospel text from St. Matthew this morning does not feature hobbits or elves, but it does feature some rather miraculous bread. It recalls to us how Jesus miraculously provides for the feeding of 5,000 men, and, as St. Matthew adds the detail, in addition to all the women and the children who were with them. He feeds them in the wilds, not of Mordor, but of a deserted place. 
This is a familiar story in our churches on Sundays, and its importance is heightened by the fact that this, these events are in fact the only miracle besides the resurrection itself that is recalled in every single one of the four Gospels. Each evangelist, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tells very nearly the same story. We meet Jesus. He's weary from ministry, and he tries to retreat and to escape from the crowds so that he's able to rest. The people, understandably, are not yet ready to leave him be. They follow him, and in his compassion, Jesus heals their sick and continues his teaching. Evening approaches, and the disciples urge their rabbi to send the great crowds into the nearby villages to find food. They are, after all, in the deserted place, the wilderness. As the Greek text puts it, it's the eremos, topos, a word that means desolate, where they can find nothing for sustenance. Jesus, as we know, has something very different in mind from any call to the villagers to go out and find food themselves. When the disciples offer up only this meager offering of five loaves and two fish, Jesus takes this food to himself. He blesses it and breaks the loaves, and there is not a hungry belly in that desert place that is not fed and fed abundantly. This event is so prominent in the Bible and so repeated throughout the history of our church because its richness forms a sort of miniature catechism. If you were to meet someone who had never read the Bible before or who had never heard anything about Jesus, this story from each one of the four Gospels would be something that you could hold to them and offer as something that reveals fundamental truths about the Christian life and faith. First, we find Jesus gathering up the story of God's provision, not just in this moment, but in the Old Testament as well. With this miraculous food in the wilderness, Jesus points to his fulfillment of God's care for Israel in the Hebrew Bible. Jesus tells us that he has not come to abolish the law, but he's come to fulfill it. And this miracle food recalls God's blessing of manna in the desert during the Exodus. As Moses led the wandering and hungry Israelites through the desert for 40 long and difficult years, God provided nourishment for them that did not cease. They were sustained according to God's promise, and in Jesus, God's nourishment continues and is fulfilled. But there's not only this, not only a gathering up of the past here, as the miracles abound on the hillside. As he carries out this blessed provision in St. Matthew today, Jesus also reaches his embrace around the future. Jesus moves through this series of actions that present us with a foretaste of the Holy Eucharist itself. He takes the food. He looks up to heaven. He blesses the loaves and breaks them, and hands them to the disciples who feed not merely their own band of apostles, but every single hungry mouth who has come to that hillside to listen to Jesus. The next time when Jesus will complete these very same actions will be at the Last Supper, 
before his crucifixion, where the bread of the table will become nothing less than the bread of life, Jesus himself, body and blood. It always struck me that in St. Mark's telling of the same story, a disciple asks Jesus, where are we to find enough bread in the wilderness? Where are we to find enough bread in the wilderness? This question is clear and seemingly impossible. But it's not just speaking to a disciple who is fearful that people listening to Christ will go hungry. But there's something broader here, a question that we still find ourselves asking today, looking around the desolate Eremos wilderness around us, where we say, where will we find enough bread in the wilderness? How can there possibly be enough for everyone? The need is so great, the resources are so few. Of course, Jesus does provide. He provides not only enough for everyone, but more than enough, 12 extra baskets beyond enough. And this is an image here, not just of what he does in that wilderness in that moment, but of the abundance that he will provide and does continue to provide in his own body, the bread of life, in the sacrament of the Church's Holy Eucharist. And so here in the wilderness, Jesus fulfills the promises of God in the past. He casts a vision forward to the abundance of the future. He stretches an arm back to embrace those faithful people who waited generation upon generation for their Messiah. And he stretches another arm forward all around those of us today who still wait for his second coming. He gives us food not just for a journey to Mordor, but for our journey into eternal life. And there's a third lesson here in the midst of this story that forms a small catechism. Yes, we are taught about the past, and yes, we are given this mighty and blissful glimpse of a sacramental future, but we are also instructed clearly and deliberately about something that remains vital throughout all of time. Here, in all of this, we are shown the abundance of Jesus Christ. In the Exodus wilderness of the past, in the Galilean wilderness of the disciples, and indeed in these very strange wilderness times of our own, it is revealed how perfect and enduring is his love for us. There's no end to him. There's no need in him. When Jesus gives, there is always, always more. Because what he gives is not just food. What he gives is God himself. This is almost impossible for most of us to understand. We live in this world that teaches us to speak about so much of our lives in this economy of scarcity where when we have something, that means it is necessarily true that someone else does not have that thing. When someone has more, by default and naturally, we presume, someone else has less. And yet, what happens in the wilderness? The bread is broken, the food is blessed and shared, and everyone is satisfied. What happens in the Eucharist? 
The food is broken and blessed. The body of Jesus is shared. And everyone is satisfied. Jesus' own body and blood today remain poured out and shared, and there is still more, always more, and no one goes hungry. This is not high theology or some academic exercise. This reality is salvation on the ground. I learn more about this abundance every time someone comes to me and tells me what it was and what it meant for their heart and soul when they met their Savior, Jesus. Because so often these stories that come to me about conversions to Christ or or people who are reminded of God's love for them paint a picture of situations where something else that they loved inevitably became not enough. There was something that wasn't enough, wasn't true enough or filling enough, and yet Jesus was the thing that satisfied. Eventually, every single one of us learns that every other thing, every earthly thing that we could possibly love, has an end to it. Whether we love a person, a career, a a field of study, a sport, all very good things, but whatever they might be, sooner or later we realize that we will come up against its edges and it will have nothing else to give us. Even the hobbits, Frodo and Samwise, come to the end of their stores of sweet elven bread. But Jesus Christ, as we know, is not a fantasy story. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, abundant, eternal, and glorious, our bread of heaven and bread of life. Happy are they who are called to his supper. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints podcast. I hope you'll continue to download future episodes. You can subscribe and have the episodes delivered automatically each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. As we continue to take steps towards being back together inside our church in person, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.